worship team, if you can make your way to the stage, please. morning New Hope Community Church. How's everybody doing this morning? If we can make our way back to our seats so that we can step into the presence of God this morning. Before we start this morning, we got a few quick announcements, few quick announcements, few quick announcements. So as a reminder, also every Monday we have our Celebrate Recovery. That's in the green room. Starts at 7 o'clock. This is for anybody struggling with any hurt or habit or any pain or anything that they're struggling with, this is for you, this is for you, this is for you. Also, we have our Bible studies every Wednesday night. Uh, this, is a, this is for everybody. This is a Bible study talking about today's message. So if you have any questions or any answers, I mean, any questions or any, anything you need to ask our pastor, just write it down today, and he will be surely to talk to you and speak to you on our Wednesday night Bible studies. Also, we have our Friday night live service every Friday night at 7 o'clock. We are still looking for people to help with the kids. We are still looking for people to come help and volunteer on Friday. So if you have time, please come out on Friday. We'll be here every Friday at 6.30 before the service starts, and we can kind of designate where you want to be or what you want to do. That will be great. 
We also have another event coming up, and I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to ask Peter to come up here and speak. He's going to speak, and he's going to explain what we got going on. It's funny because I told him, I said, I'm not going to do it. You have to do it. I'm just going to call you out, and now you have to do it. So if you guys don't know Peter, this is Peter. He's a guy in the men's home. Hello. Hey, guys. Good morning. Um, yeah, so my name is Peter. I'm a resident at the men's home, at, at the bridge home. Um, been really blessed by that ministry. It's been great. Um, the time that I've been there at the home, God has really provided for me. And uh, yeah, we have a cool new opportunity. Saturday mornings, we're going to start meeting as a men's Bible study um, at 9.30, tentatively. Yeah. Um, so we'd love to, yeah, get a small group together and just see what the Lord has for us and seek him. What's that? Uh, we've been, we were starting to meet at the patio out front of the church, but uh, as we expand, we'll maybe... Maybe move to the green room or to the hall. to the green room, yeah. So the patio is where we're at, right out here in front of the church where that table is at. If it doesn't rain, we are definitely outside. The weather was great. We love being outside, love cherishing everything. Thank you. Oh, they put it right there. That's funny. <laughs> so, so, yes, men, 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 men. This is for you, men who want to lock arms, men who want to move closer in faith, men who want to grow and, and just get closer to God, men who are afraid to talk to other people, men who need to speak out and talk to other men so that they can change you know is i understand it's hard you guys we don't have people we always talk to and it's all we always hold stuff in right we always let everything build and build and build but as men we got to be the head of our household and as men we got to be the strongest one so we got to speak we got to talk we can't be afraid to just keep holding stuff in when there's other men that went through the same thing and other men who are struggling with the same thing and may have some tools and some gifts that they can share to help you through that situation so this is for you Every Saturday, as of now, we're going to start. We're just going to start this Saturday at 9.30. Be there if you can't. We're not mad. This is just a time for us to just hang out, talk, fellowship, and speak about our problems. Just get to know each other. This is, that's it. And I had Peter do it because he's excited, and we're excited. And I, we, there's a gap between the men's home and the church, right? And I, and I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to tear that gap, and I want to bring us together as a community and start to hang out more, right? So if we can all stand and get ready to honor our Father because He's just a big God and the, and the things that He does for us is just unexplainable. You know, we woke up today. We woke up today. It's just like a blessing in this day. We woke up today. That's a huge blessing. So Father, I thank you right now, Lord, for just allowing us to be here, Father. And Father, right now I ask that you just come fill us up with your love and your joy. And a lot of people in the church to empty themselves of any, any of the problems or the pain that they're going through right now. Lord, allow them to bring it to the cross so they can gain something from you. Father, you are the way maker, you are the changer, you are the promise keeper. You do everything possible for us as long as we accept you. So Father, I ask that you just allow these people to empty themselves. Empty themselves this morning, Father, so they can receive you and only you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Can we sing praises to him? Can we sing praise? 
second just realize that our father is here realize that he is here with us today as he is here with us through every storm every trial every tribulation our father's with us Pray through me, pray through me When I don't know how to pray 
your spirit strong in us <laughs> cause our flesh may fail my God you never will cause I may be weak but your spirit is strong in me my flesh may fail my God you posture of worship just for a moment just stay here this is a this is a holy moment glory 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 hallelujah thank you lord for your presence glory hallelujah thank you lord that in your presence there is fullness of joy I just, I feel, feel just in my spirit, I just feel this word, clean slate, clean slate. That there's uh, people in here that you're carrying baggage and guilt, and you're almost here in church to kind of like do penance to kind of make up for all the bad that you're doing but you know all you have to do is confess to the Lord and ask him for forgiveness and guess what yes. clean slate yes. clean yes. slate amen that's what the blood of Jesus is for that's why we praise him because he's so good amen amen you guys may be seated We'll go ahead and we'll dismiss the children to their classes at this moment. Lord, I thank you for the kids. Thank you for our youth. 
Lord, I pray that you would bless, lead them, and guide them. Lord, I pray that you would place your anointing on the teachers and nursery workers. Lord, I thank you for this next generation, Lord. May they grow in wisdom and favor with God and men. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. I want to want to go ahead and uh, take today's offering. Ushers, if you want to make your way forward. I, I started on Friday, and I think that, you know, we come to church, and, you know, it's time to give the offering, and we're like, all right, you know, got to help the church out, got to pay. You know, I'm here, so I, I need to give something. But how many of you know that your giving is just as much for you as it is for the church? Ultimately, God doesn't need your money. You know, there were times where we had much less people, a whole lot less money. And guess what? God took care of us and we made it. Now, it'd be great to have everything we need so that we could put blinds up and paint and rework everything. And I, and I believe that God is, is building our faith to step into that. But... There's this story in 1 Kings 17, and it's about Elijah. And Elijah confronted the king and told him it wasn't going to be raining and he was wicked. And then he kind of had to flee away from uh, the king and the queen. And he was kind of sitting down by a brook, and there was a raven that would bring him food. Well, eventually that brook dried up, and God said, all right, I'm going I'm to send you to a widow. And so... You know, the man of God needs something to eat. So he goes to the widow and he says, uh, go get me a glass of water and maybe you can bring me some bread too. And the widow's like, I don't hardly have anything, right? This is my kind of translation of it. She's like, I got a little bit of flour. I got a little bit of oil and I was going to mix that up and make a cake. And like, that was going to be like me and my son's last meal, right? She didn't have much. She didn't have much of anything. But Elijah said, you know what, if you will just go and you will take what you have and you will give it to me, the Lord God will bless you so that that flour will never run out, that oil will never run out, and you will have everything you need. And that's what happened. She took that step of faith and this last meal that she had, it was all she had left. She took it and she gave it to the man of God. And guess what? God multiplied that. So you know what? She didn't have to just eat a meal and die. She was fine. And that's, the, I think sometimes we think of ourselves as like, well, you know what? I really don't have enough money. I, I, I don't, I have too many bills. I have this, I have somebody else. When I get more money, you know, down the road, when I'm older, that's when I'll start giving. But how many know that like God's blessing on your finances is an important thing, amen? amen. And if you'll just start with what you got and say, Lord, I, I'll trust you. And I'm going to give and I'm going to believe according to your word that you'll take and you'll multiply this seed. You know, you'll see a cycle of blessing happen on your life. I mean, if you, you know, if you would, like, I guess if I pulled up a financial statement and stuff, like, and you, you would say, well, you know, it would look like I don't have much. But can I tell you something? God has taken care of me, given me you know, the best of everything. I have all that I need in abundance. I'm content. I'm happy. Why? Because I trust God as my supplier. Amen. Yes, yes. And so you don't have to sit here and stress out and, 
watch the news 24 7 and look at the next bank that's going to collapse and stress and freak out right because you have a father in heaven that provides all of your needs and he set a system up called sowing and reaping and if you sow you'll reap in abundance amen Lord, thank you for, thank you for being our provider. Thank you, Lord, that you care about every area of our life. You care about our, our children, our families. You care about our finances as well. Lord, and I thank you that you are bringing us into a, a place of abundance. You are bringing us a place where we can trust you, where we know that you'll provide for every one of our needs through your riches and glory. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. You guys can go ahead and take the offering. Thank you so much. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to get into the word today. Before we did that, I had one little thing that I just wanted to touch on. Um, this Saturday coming up... Um, it's the 13th, is Ambridge Burroughs, what they call like clean and green day. So um, I don't know 100% what we'll be doing, but I know it'll involve cleaning, maybe gardening, like just cleaning up Ambridge as a whole. And this is an event that the borough is uh, putting on. And it starts at 9.30. Um, it's gonna go to about lunchtime. They will provide lunch. And I would really like it if we would kind of come out on Saturday morning in force and come alongside them and help. Um, number one, because, you know, our church is in this town. So I think that that would be great to go and help them out and come alongside them and let them know that, you know, this church, you know, is, can be a, a help, can be an influence, cares about what goes on in this town even outside of our church. So um, I'm planning, I'm, I'm believing that there's going to be at least 20 of us. So it'll be Saturday morning. The plan, um, they're going to meet down at Park Road, but I thought that it would be cool for us to maybe meet here around 10 after 9 or so um, out here up front. And then because it's just straight down Park Road, we can walk straight down together so we can park up here we can walk down together um, obviously you know if it's pouring down rain you know we'll have to adjust course but you know if we have a nice day um, we can get together and we can walk uh, down so uh, if you can come to that here 9 10 um, next Saturday would love to see you out here other than that um, we can get into our message the sermon series has been ghost stories all about the Holy Ghost, talking about the, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, kind of, you know, um, in some churches, you know, they don't even teach on the Holy Spirit. They don't have a strong theology of the Holy Spirit. And God been, has been speaking to me that he wanted to bring us into an elevated place where we're walking in the Spirit. Now, um, if you weren't here on Friday, we talked about the river and the river of life and how, you know, there, there's uh, growth that happens in our life, and that growth is a, a result of how much our life is submitted to the Holy Spirit. And we talked about that, you know, kind of we may start off ankle deep, but 
then we move to knee deep and then we move to waist deep and then there's a place where we're kind of all in it's like the deeper waters and we're actually immersed in the spirit and at that point we can swim and and the current is taking us to where we need to go we're being led by the holy spirit and so uh the word went forth that god is calling us into the deeper waters of the Holy Spirit. So that's what I want to talk about today. So um, if you have your Bibles, open them up to Hebrews chapter 6 is where we're going to start. We are going to read a lot of scripture today. It will be up on the board, but sometimes it's good for you to see it in your Bible. Um, But if not, you're just going to have to trust me. The book of Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. The Word of God says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands, and of the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment now what he's saying here is that there's some foundational beliefs that christians should have that there's uh repentance faith um the doctrine of baptisms the laying on of hands the resurrection from the dead and eternal judgment he's saying that those are foundational doctrines that people that are walking with christ should understand and i want to grab one of those out And I want to talk about the doctrine of baptisms today. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the doctrine of baptisms. And uh, after concluding this, we are going to pray uh, for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So if you've never uh, had that experience before, make your mind up right now that there's nothing that's going to stop you from going into the deeper waters with the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to pray for a moment if you want to bow your head. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus. Lord, and your word says that you lead and guide us into all truth. So, Lord, I need you to do that today. Uh, Lord, I just, I I pray uh, just a, a breaker anointing that would break every religious spirit, every thought that would put itself against the things of Christ. Lord, anything, that the, the traditions of men, whatever it may be, Lord, I just break those hindering, every hindering thought and every hindering spirit in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I pray that you would give me the words to speak. And I pray that you would give the people ears to hear and, and hearts to receive, that the word would go forth and it would, it would achieve the purpose that you have for it. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. You know, one of the greatest moves of the Holy Spirit happened right here in Pittsburgh at Duquesne University. They called it the charismatic renewal. And there were, it basically started, there were two professors from this college, and they were both professors of theology. And they, they began talking about the book of Acts with, with one another and what they saw in the book of Acts and how they didn't see that as part of 
the Christian life, but they saw pockets where God was moving. And somehow somebody gave them a copy of the book called The Cross and the Switchblade. And The Cross and the Switchblade, it's an older book, and, and it was, of course, a book about David Wilkerson and you know him going to New York City and the way that, that God was moving among the, the former gang members in New York City and, and they were reading about it and it was talking about the move of the Spirit, how people were being baptized in the Spirit, how God was changing things. And, and they're sitting there reading this and, and it gave them a deeper desire. They wanted a deeper experience with the Holy Spirit because they said like, we're not seeing this. You know, I, I love Jesus, and, and we've been walking with God, and, and we've been studying theology, and, and we know religion, but we haven't seen the Spirit move like other people are seeing it, and we sure haven't seen the Spirit move like they, like they did in the book of Acts, and, and they began praying and seeking out the things of God. And there was somebody that they called, and and they said, you know, we, we'd like to learn more about this. We'd like to learn more about the baptism of the Holy Spirit because we don't really understand it. And they said, well, there's this Presbyterian pastor. And, you know, he got baptized in the Holy Spirit and he's been on fire. And they have house meetings um, a certain night at their house and you could go there. And so these two professors went there and right there when they walked in he said you know how can i help you guys and they said well you know we've been reading this book the cross and the switchblade and we've been reading the book of acts and you know we don't really understand everything but but we're, we're praying for a deeper experience of the holy spirit and they said right there that presbyterian spirit-filled presbyterian pastor laid hands on these catholic professors and both of them received the baptism of the holy spirit began speaking in tongues right at that moment and they got fired up right and and they said that this experience changed their life not only did all the gifts of the spirit begin to operate in their life they said that they began to understand the bible in a fresh and, and new way and their love for jesus was kind of at an all-time high it was at a level that they haven't experienced before and and they began to be excited to kind of share this with other people and they had about 25 of their theology students and they planned a weekend retreat um, at a place called uh, the ark and the dove it was a small uh, center right there uh, i guess on the campus of duquesne do you know where it's at alexa okay there we go <laughs> so you know, they have a place called the Ark and the Dove. She just graduated from Duquesne, so uh, she probably knows about some of the stuff I'm talking about. Amen. And so they put a group together of about 25 of their theology students, and they said, we're going to have a retreat at this place, but we want you guys to do some homework. We want you to read the book, The Cross and the Switchblade, and we want you to read and study the book of Acts chapter 2, or no, the book of Acts chapters 1 through 4. We want you to read the first four chapters of the book of Acts and read The Cross and the Switchblade, and I want you guys to just answer the question. Number one, why are we not experiencing this thing in the modern church? And... The other question was, is the baptism of the Holy Spirit 
something for today? Or was it just a one-time thing back then at, during the time of the apostles? Which do you think it was? So they gathered at this retreat center and that Saturday they were supposed to have a, um, a birthday party for a couple of the students, but everybody felt kind of led that, you know what, we don't need to be having this birthday party. We need to go up to the chapel and pray. And they went to the chapel and, and they began to pray and they started this prayer meeting and they just began praying, Lord, send your spirit. Allow us to experience the spirit. If this is real, we want it. And they began praying for, for a new Pentecost. And that night, the Holy Spirit showed up in a powerful way. The presence of God showed up in a powerful way. And there's one attendee who wrote about her experience. And I'm going to read just a couple uh, paragraphs that she said. She said, I literally trembled with a sense of awe before his majesty. I knew in an overwhelming way that he is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. I thought, you had better get out of here quick before something happens to you. But overriding my fear was a much greater desire to surrender myself unconditionally to God. In the next moment, I found myself prostrate, flat on my face, and flooded with an experience of the merciful love of God, a love that is totally undeserved yet lavishly given. Yes, it's true what St. Paul writes, the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. My shoes came off in the process. I was indeed on holy ground. I felt as if I wanted to die and be with God. And after this, uh, after this move of God happened there, the next place it spread was Notre Dame University. And after that, it spread to other universities. After that, it began spreading to many denominations, Anglicans, Presbyterians, Methodists, and yes, even Baptists began being baptized in the Holy Spirit and works that have been dry and dead. They got new life. They got a new wind. They got a new fire to go out and win souls for Jesus. And this is what I believe. I believe that just as a fresh revival fire started in Pittsburgh about 45 years ago that affected the church worldwide. I believe that God is about to do something new and powerful once again here in the Pittsburgh area that is going to wake up the church and bring a harvest like we've never seen. Because it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by His Spirit that the world will be changed. It's not going to be changed by clever gimmicks or church growth schemes. It's not going to happen by big screens, skinny jeans, and smoke machines. It's going to happen when people began to seek God with all their hearts and they say, you know what? I'm hungry. I want more. I need power. I need something supernatural from heaven. And when they do that, God will show up. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is what gives us the power to be witnesses throughout the earth. And most people get very mixed up when it comes to the word baptism, and they kind of just lump everything together um, in the same category. But the Bible teaches that there are actually, we're going to talk about three baptisms, 
There's actually more baptisms that it talks about, but I want to focus on these three um, because in each case, what we're going to do is we're going to read that there's a different person performing the action of the baptism, and there's a different effect and purpose for each one. See, if we stop short along the journey, then we haven't truly experienced everything that God has for us. So what is the doctrine of the baptisms and what are the three baptisms that I'm going to talk about? The first one I uh, want to talk about is done by the Holy Spirit and it's what happens when we accept Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, 13 is where we're going to read very quickly. And the first thing that I want to talk about is that the Holy Spirit baptizes us into Christ. The Holy Spirit baptizes us into the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13 says, By one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we have all been made to drink into one spirit. So now you have the spirit who is baptizing you into the body of Christ. When the gospel is preached, the Holy Spirit draws on you to accept that salvation message, right? The Holy Spirit draws, we respond, and when you respond, if you accept Christ, then you're born again and you're brought into the family of God at that moment. That is an action of the Holy Spirit, right? The, when I talk about the body of Christ, right, there's the, the body of Christ, right, all across the world, every Christian, what they call the, the mystical body of Christ, right, this is what I'm talking about, that the Holy Spirit brings you into Christ. You're born again, born of the Spirit. You're in the family of God. You're placed in Christ. I got saved 20 years ago, and, and I, I wasn't looking for it. I didn't search for it. I was sitting there in a church. I didn't even really want to be there, but I was watching people getting baptized, and right there, the Holy Spirit just began drawing me, and the power of God became so strong, and I just, I just broke down, and I started weeping at the front row, and, and it was like I saw light come into that building. Like, my eyes were open for the very first time at the reality of God, and I knew God was real, and at that moment, I was changed in a moment. What happened? The Holy Spirit baptized me into the body of Christ, right? The, the Father sends the Son to make the sacrifice, to make the provision for salvation, but it's an action of the Holy Spirit who convicts us, and, and, and the Holy Spirit convicts us, and then He recreates us into a new creation, right? The word baptize means to immerse, to, to fully put into. And when you and I are saved, we're placed in Christ. Our life is hidden in Christ. The Bible uses that many times, this, that we are in Christ. If you are saved, you are placed in Christ. And this is where we start our Christian journey, in the first baptism. And in the first baptism, you put on the new man. You're a new creation in Christ. And if you haven't accepted Jesus yet, this is where you need to start. 
And if you haven't accepted Jesus yet, what are you waiting for? Like, are you waiting to just go out into the world and just suffer? Now I'm just going to suffer and do a bunch more stupid stuff before I accept Jesus. I'm just going to hurt myself more and hope that I don't die in the process and go to hell before I accept Jesus. You need to make Jesus your Savior today. You won't regret it. You won't regret it. There's nothing that you're going to give up for God that he's not going to bless you a hundred times over again. Amen? Amen? So the next step after being baptized by the Spirit into the body of Christ is to be water baptized to be part of a local body or a local church. So that's the next baptism I want to talk about is that the disciples baptize us into the local body of Christ. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20 is where we're going to be next. Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even till the end of the age. So after we get saved and give our life to Christ, our first step of obedience is water baptism. That's the next thing that, that, that we should do. And in the Bible, you know, uh, Jesus didn't baptize anybody. His disciples actually did the baptizing. And the Apostle Paul says that he didn't baptize many people. So I don't want, although I'm the person who most often does the baptisms, and it's really just because I really like it. I really like that moment. But the pastor doesn't necessarily have to be the one who always does the baptizing. The disciples can do baptizing. So if you share Jesus with somebody at your house and you got a swimming pool and they accept Jesus, you can say, you know what, let's go in the swimming pool and I'll baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? So the disciples baptize us into a local body, a local church, right? There's no Lone Ranger Christians, right? Every Christian is supposed to be part of a, of a body of an assembly and you know the the baptizing in water a lot of times for the people back then was a public declaration of faith because a lot of times they did the baptisms outside and and you know obviously in desert areas the the water areas would be kind of you know, frequented a lot. And so every, they'd be right out in the open. So everybody would see, you know what? I've made this decision privately, but I'm gonna get baptized publicly. And everybody's gonna see that I'm a follower of Jesus. And water baptism is really just this picture of what happens to you when you get saved, right? It's death, burial, and resurrection of our old selves. We leave our past mistakes, our guilt, our shame, our pride, we leave all of it in the baptismal waters and we start new. And, and there's a powerful thing that happens in water baptism that I can't put into words. It's something that you kind of just have to experience. I can sit here and I can, well, this happens and that happens, but with water baptism, there's something that happens to you 
spiritually. And it's just like, it's like it solidifies your faith. It, it, it makes your faith, faith solid. And if you haven't been baptized in water, um, our church picnic is going to be June 4th. And actually, there's probably water still in the baptismal tank, although it may not be the warmest water. It may not be the cleanest water, but we can use it today. So if you said today, I want to be water baptized, you can get baptized today or uh, when we do our church picnic at Plum Street Park in a month on June 4th, you can be baptized then. And, and in being water baptized, you leave your old self into the water so that you can rise to live your new resurrected life. So kind of in the first baptism, you kind of put on the new man. In the second baptism, you're kind of leaving the old self, right? And there's one more baptism that I want to talk about, and this is where I want to camp out a little bit. And um, we're going to read in the next verse, um, it's going to be John chapter 1, 32 through 34. And I, I want us to see in the next verse that there is a difference between water baptism and a baptism in the Holy Spirit. And in all four Gospels, there's some form of what uh, John the Baptist says, um, how he, he puts this. And because the final baptism is that Jesus baptizes in the Holy Spirit. So we talked about that the Holy Spirit baptizes us into the body of Christ. The disciples water baptize us into a local body, but Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. John chapter 1, 32 through 34, it says, John bore witness saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. So John said that he'd been baptizing with water. That was a, a baptism of repentance to prepare for the one to come. But Jesus would be the one who would baptize in the Holy Spirit. John was like, you know what, I'm, I'm just a Baptist, but there's one that's coming that's greater than me. He's a Pentecostal. He baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so there, there was a difference there, but, but, but you got to understand that this was an experience that was different than salvation. One experience prepares you for heaven, but the other one endues you with power on from high for service, to take the kingdom for the Lord. I can remember that, you know, I, I got saved and, and I became a Christian. And honestly, like, I don't even remember us even having any messages really on the Holy Spirit or anything like that. Everything was just kind of like, hey, you know, this is three steps to a better you. This is two steps to a better smile. This is you know, it was just kind of like preaching like that. And, and so, I mean, I was learning and I was growing, 
in the things of God and, and I was saved, but I didn't know anything about, you know, the Holy Spirit or the gifts of the Spirit or the power of the Spirit. I didn't know anything about that. And um, we were doing water baptisms and, and we had this part where, you know, we didn't have a pastor of the church for like several months and you know, um, I was kind of, I guess, in charge at that time. And, but like new people were coming in and getting saved. And I had racked up about like 25 people that needed to be baptized. But I didn't have a baptismal. Uh, it was cold outside, you know. So I had to find another church, you know. And um, I reached out to Wildwood Chapel in Aliquippa. And I said, hey, Pastor Rich, I, I um, you know, I, I have all these people and they got saved and they gave their life to Jesus, but, you know, I don't have anywhere to baptize them in water. You think that we can come and we can come over to your church and use your baptismal? And, and he was very gracious and he let our whole group come in. And, and so we did all the baptisms and I was baptizing people and, and um, a bunch of people got baptized that day. I think including my mom got baptized that day. And anyway, all these people got baptized and then they said, well, anybody who wants to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're going to go into this little room and we're going to pray for you guys. And I was like, all right, I don't, I don't know what that is. And I had somebody, you need to go over there. You need to, and they're kind of like shoving me. And I'm like, I don't even know what this, I don't even know what they're talking about. And so I went in there and, and the pastor got up and he began talking about, you know, this thing called the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and what it does for your life. And, and he began opening up the Bible and he was showing me all these different chapters in, in the book of Acts. And there was like maybe 10 people, you know, in the room, but, but it was like a speed teaching, you know. I mean, he went through like, you know, like a, a whole bunch of chapters in like five minutes, you know. And, and I was kind of just confused. And I didn't, I didn't really understand it. And, I, and he's like, all right, we're going to go around and we're going to start praying for people. And like when they prayed for people, like they were kind of aggressive. Like they would like, I mean, like, like they would like, like these guys were like, you know, if you ever heard somebody like pray in tongues, like these guys, these guys were like screaming in tongues, you know what I mean? And like, and so I was kind of in the back of the room and... I was just like, I just said, you know what, Lord, I, I don't totally get all this. I, I, don't, I don't know if I even believe what they're saying. I don't know if I understand it. I, I, I really don't know, but Lord, I want more of you. I know that. And if there's any gift that you have that you think that I need for what you called me to do, that's all I want. I don't want anything fake. I don't want anything crazy. But Lord, whatever you want to give me, I'll, I'm here. I surrender to you. I, I'll take whatever you have. And that's the simple prayer that I had to pray. And, and as they went around praying, I don't even think they laid hands on me because it was like right there. I just got filled with the Holy Spirit and I began going off like an Arab auctioneer in some crazy language that I didn't under... And I couldn't even stop it. It was like, like it was just, bam. it was like just coming out of me and it was just flowing and at that moment I just began crying tears came out of my eyes because it was like I experienced a miracle of having this private prayer language that was just between me and the Lord and it was just this beautiful outflowing of the Holy Spirit and it totally changed my life and listen 
the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it isn't, people get so focused. Well, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that's tongues. No, tongues is a gift. Right? We talked about this iPad. Trey and Taylor gave me this iPad. This isn't them. This is a gift. They gave me a gift. That's a gift that the Holy Spirit will give you, but he'll also give you a passion for souls, a love for the things of God. The, the scripture, when I began reading the Bible, the, the scripture began just jumping off the page, and I got an understanding that, that I never had before. And, and sometimes when I would pray for people, that God would tell me things about their life and, and things that they were doing that, that I never thought of before. God gave me a gift of faith so that I could lay hands on people and, and see them be healed. He gave me a gift of faith so when I went to pray for somebody and they were started manifesting a demon slithering around like a snake, I didn't get up and run out of the room. I said, come out in Jesus' name. That was all part of having the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it's not about me. Look, if you don't have a heart to reach the lost for the, for, for the kingdom of God, and you're just cool with just being ankle deep and just waiting on, you know, waiting for your time to go so that you can go be with Jesus, that's okay. You know, but if you have a heart to really do something for the things of God, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. He's a person. Why wouldn't you want more of God, right? Jesus said that if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink, and out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. You got to be thirsty. You got to be hungry for the things of God. But if you're thirsty and you're hungry, you will be filled with the Holy Spirit to overflowing. As much as you want to go out and see people get saved, and as much as you want to go out and see people get healed, and as much as you want to go out and, and, and kick demons out of people, God wants you to do that even more. But you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And all through the Bible, there's, there's a pattern that you see this, that people, they, they get saved, they get water baptized, they get filled with the Spirit, sometimes the order, getting saved is always first, but sometimes the order of water baptism and being filled with the Spirit can sometimes get, get switched up, but, um, and I'm going to go into a little bit more detail on Wednesday at, at Bible study, but, but you see this again and again. In John chapter 20, uh, where Jesus came to the, he, he was resurrected, he had been crucified, he's resurrected, he appears to the disciples, uh, comes into him a room, tell him peace be with you, and he breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. They received the Holy Spirit at that point. They, Jesus had died, he had paid the price for sins. They, they were born again, that was regeneration. If they died, they were going to heaven. But before he ascended, he said, I need you to wait in Jerusalem, and you're going to receive the promise of the Father. You're going to be endued with power from on high. And in Acts chapter 2, we know what happened. They were in the upper room in one accord, and a sound came from heaven like a rushing mighty wind, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So they received the Spirit there, right? But then they received an enduing of power from on high in Acts chapter 2. 
In Acts chapter 8, there's a group of Samaritans get saved by uh, the, the, under the ministry of Philip the evangelist. And, and they get saved. They get water baptized. But then Peter and John travel there to lay hands on them so they might receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you get everything you need at, at salvation and there's not the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you've got to read that chapter and please tell me what Peter and John were doing then. Because they traveled, these guys were, they believed, they got baptized in water, and Philip, when he, when he baptized a eunuch, there was, a, a, there was an Ethiopian eunuch who um, got saved and, and he said, can I be baptized? And Philip said, well, if you believe on the name of Lord Jesus, you can be baptized. So he wasn't baptizing people unless they confessed Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So they were saved. They were baptized. Peter and John went, laid hands on them. They received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 19, Paul asked a group of believers if they received the Holy Spirit since they believed. And what did they say? We have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And there's a bunch of people in church that could probably say that, not in this church, but in other churches. Have you received the Holy Spirit? We don't even know about a Holy Spirit. I think it's Father, Son, and Holy Bible. I thought that was the Trinity. I didn't know there was a Holy Spirit. But, but they said that they, they haven't even heard that there was a Holy Spirit. And Paul prayed and laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit baptism. And if there's something holding you back from walking in the fullness of the things of God, I can tell you it's not God holding you back. See, this is really what you need if you want to follow in the apostles' footsteps. It's not God who wants to stop it. It's, it's the devil who doesn't want you to pray in tongues. It's the devil who doesn't want you to cast out demons or, or heal the sick or, or have words of wisdom and knowledge and to walk in the gift of prophecy to strengthen the body. That's what's holding you back. Or it's tradition and religion that's holding you back. But it's not God. He wants you to walk into a fullness of what he called you to walk on. Remember, he said that the works that I do, you will do, and even greater works. And if we haven't seen that, it's not that there's something wrong with the Bible. It's that there's something wrong with our theology. It's something wrong with the way that we're seeking and going after God. See, when I was saved, I became a new person. When I was baptized in water, that old man was cut off. And when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I received power to walk in that resurrected life. One more passage of Scripture, and then I'll close. Acts chapter 2, verses 37 to 39. And I know I'm talking fast this morning, but that's how you roll when you're Pentecostal and caffeinated. Amen. Verse 37, book of Acts. We kind of know where we're at. The Spirit's poured out. They come in, the disciples, you know, they're, they're speaking in tongues. They're acting like they're drunk. Some people see them and they said, you know what? These guys, are, I, I know what's going on over here. They're all drunk. And Peter's like, they're not drunk like you suppose. They're drunk, 
They're not drunk like you suppose, right? They're not filled with wine. They're filled with the Holy Ghost. They're drunk in the spirit. But, but, he, but he goes and he has a whole response to that. He pulls out some scriptures from the Old Testament. But then he goes and he preaches this message. And a lot of the people that would have heard him preach this message would have been the same people that were in the crowds that were shouting, crucify him when they crucified Christ. But his message, it says, it cut them to the heart. That's the Holy Spirit convicting people. It says that they were cut to the heart. Let's read it in verse 37. It says, now when they heard this, the crowd hearing Peter's message, right? It says, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Because Peter's like, you guys killed God. Well, what can I do? Verse 38, Peter said to them, repent. Let Let everyone of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you, to your children, to all who are far off, and as many as the Lord will call. So do you see the the three baptisms in there? Repent, right? That's that's salvation. The Holy Spirit baptizes us into the body of Christ. Then he says, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That's water baptism. The disciples baptize the new believers into a body. And then it says that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, and that is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this isn't just something for the apostolic times. It's just something, it's not something that they they needed back then until the Bible was completed. Like all of that is made up by the mind of religious men that, that can't make a defense of this scripturally, but if you really read the Bible, this is not something that was just for them way back then. This is for us. How do I know? Because the promise is to you and your children, to those who are afar off 2,000 years ago, we, are, we were afar off. And, it, and if you said, well, you know, maybe it was like 300 years later, that was afar off too. They, he he kind of puts the nail into the coffin where he says, as many as the Lord will call. The Lord called, we accepted. The promise of the Father is for all of those who have called. If I could have the worship team come up and we're gonna, we're gonna sing a very simple but powerful song. And I just wanna invite the presence of the spirit just to be here among us and I would just just allow yourself to just receive just allow yourself to just receive and we're going to worship and we're going to ask the Lord for his 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 just presence to fill us afresh Thank you, Lord. If you guys could just stand to your feet, we're going to go out and praise and worship.
just going to allow the river to flow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you did not leave us orphans. Thank you that we are temples of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I just pray that you would just fill this room, that you would make yourself real to every person in here today. I pray for breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Come on, church, just raise your voice. Pure and holy. Thank you, Lord. and true with thanksgiving. I'll be a
you're here today and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you've never prayed in a prayer language that is not your own, I want to invite you up and I want to pray for you. And just as the apostles laid hands and prayed that the disciples, the followers would receive the Holy Spirit, we want to pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit. So we're going to do some more worship, but I want to encourage you to just take a step up. Um, if you aren't interested in getting prayed for, we're going to go ahead and we're going to end this service and you can be released. But I just asked you, I know that we like to fellowship and this is a church that uh, likes to fellowship and talk. I just asked you, hopefully it stopped raining, that you could just kind of fellowship out in the lobby or, or outside because we want to kind of save this place as a, as a holy moment. And if you want to stay in here and you want to pray and you want to get quiet before the Lord, maybe you've already received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but you just want to soak in his presence, that's fine too. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to end this service if you're going to leave, because I don't want to rush the time together. I don't know how much time we're going to be up here. But if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there's one simple requirement. Be saved. Be saved. Jesus has made you worthy. That's the only requirement. So you can step up and kind of line yourself in the front, and we're going to worship together some more. God bless. moment pass don't let this moment pass if you guys could just kind of line up shoulder to shoulder anybody else anybody else
Amen. I'm just going to give you guys just some quick instructions. So we talked about to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You only have to be saved. You don't have to beg for it. Jesus qualified you to receive everything. So you have to be saved. But the other thing you have to be is you have to be hungry. You have to be hungry for the things of God. You have to be hungry. You have to believe. And number three, you have to have faith. You have to have faith. The Bible says you believe that you receive and you will have it. You believe that you receive and you will have it. So right now, by faith, you always say, Lord, I believe that I'm going to receive everything you have for me. The Bible says that if you like to give good gifts to your kids, how much more does the Father want to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit? As much as you love giving people gifts, He delights in giving you the Holy Spirit. He's not going to hold anything back from you. And so what I'm going to do at this moment is I'm just going to ask you guys to just lift your hands to heaven if you want to receive. And as I, I'm going to come around and I'm going to lay hands on you and I'm going to pray for you. And what's going to happen is you're going to begin to sense words and languages. And it's going to come from your innermost being. And listen, the Holy Spirit isn't going to grab your mouth and, and open it up and begin to move your mouth. The Spirit's going to give you the utterance to speak, but this is where the faith comes. You're just going to open your mouth and you're just going to speak and you're just going to let that river flow, okay? So I'm going to go around, I'm going to pray for you, and then Dan is going to kind of follow behind me and he's going to work with you if you get a little bit stuck. But I just want you to raise your hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, you are the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that we're going into the deeper waters. And I just pray in Jesus' name that everyone here would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit just like they did in the book of Acts. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and worship team. Just go ahead and begin to sing once again. We see. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled. Now just go ahead and open your mouth and just pray. Just pray. The, let the river flow. Let the river come.
Nothing worth worth.
have received your prayer language. But even if you haven't broke through yet, sometimes there's some blockages, but you gotta not tighten up. You don't gotta beg for it, you just gotta receive it. And it doesn't come from your mind, it comes from here. It's that voice of the Holy Spirit. But these, some of these guys can stay and pray with you a little while longer, but you have to just accept, believe that you have received. Even if you didn't pray in the Spirit, even if you didn't receive your prayer language yet, you've received. Sometimes it's just an environment like that. You just need to keep seeking. So you believe by faith that you received, and God will give you the prayer language. But I just want to give you, if you have, I want you to just do this with me. I just want you to just begin to lift up your voice. If you're here and you guys have already received the prayer language, I just want us to all pray together in the Holy Ghost. So just let at this moment, let's just pray together in the Holy Ghost. Pray for me, pray for me, when I don't know how to pray. 
Cause you've grown through me, grown through me When I don't know what to say Would you pray through me, pray through me When I don't know how to pray Would you grow? Cause I'm in no hurry There is no place I'd rather be than hearing your flame. I'm in no hurry. There is no place I'd rather be than hearing your flame. I'm in no hurry. There is no place I'd rather be than hearing your flame. I'm in no hurry. There is no place I'd rather be. Hearing 
no flame. I'm in no hurry. There is no place. I'd rather be, I'd rather be in hearing your love. No place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. Hearing your love, hearing your love. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be than hearing your love, hearing your love. Fresh, fresh fire, fresh, fresh fire. I want what you desire. I'm on a burn for you. So light a fire. So light a patch, let it go, set a place of control, I want that fire, I want that fire, so light a patch, let it go, set a place of control, I want that fire. Bring your fire to my 
and search me deep. I'll come and search me free. Bring a fire to my soul. Bring a fire to my soul and search the deep places. The deep places. Bring your fire to my soul. Bring your fire to my soul. I hope it does. 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 Come and search me freely. Bring your fire to my soul. Bring your fire to my soul. And search the deep blessed. The deep blessed. Bring your fire to my soul. To my soul, search dolls and search dolls and search dolls. Those deep places, deep places. Those deep places, deep places. And search my and search my soul. And search my and search my soul. Deep places, those hidden places, those unknown places. Search me, search me, search me. Search me. Bring your fire into my soul. Your fire into my soul. Oh, I've opened up. I've opened up. I've opened up, 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 I've opened up. Oh, 
Let me, let me burn for you. 